Hey everybody, welcome back to Half Hour of Power. I am Joe and Brandon. Are you here? I am here. <laughs> yo, yo, Joe. <laughs> what do you know? I see that Frankenstein behind you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know it. We are in Frankenstein. We are on our second one. And this one is, we're going to jump ahead really far, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we're gonna really, really like what 70, 73? That's right, hmm. that's right. We're jumping up to 1973. No, everyone, we are not skipping the Universal Frankenstein movies or the Hammer one. Yeah, oh, we are oh, oh. gonna do those. Jack. I watched that again. I watched it, uh, Curse of Frankenstein again. It was pretty oh, good. Very good. It. Very good. Oh, um, yeah. So we are going to do Frankenstein, The True Story, 1973 British television movie, loosely based on the novel. Very, very loosely. But before we get into too many other things and tangents... <laughs> <laughs> What do you think Rotten Tomatoes has to say about this? Well, I think Rotten Tomatoes even saw this movie. Um, or TV, TV2 movie. Um, I'm going to say it gave it a um, 50. Critic score 50? Yeah. Nope. What, like... Wait, you know what? Um, there are two critics' reviews on here. Two? One, one of them is fresh, and one of them is a mess. So um, 50, I, I would say, is correct out of the two. Oh, nice. That's so there you go. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, so what do you think the audience thought of this? Probably uh, 60. Oh, what? You've been cheating, haven't you? You lying. Is it 60? 67. Close enough. Damn. Close enough. Honestly, I didn't think it was on Rotten Tomato. After the 1910 Frankenstein wasn't there, I, I, I understand. I mean. I know. Once again, we have to say this. Rotten Tomatoes is a nasty, foul website because they did not have the 1910 Frankenstein on there. Nope. Hmm. Uh, but since we did do the 1910 Frankenstein and we are jumping so far ahead, I was curious what were there any Frankenstein movies in between the 1910 Frankenstein and the 1931 Frankenstein? Yes. What you you looked them up, right? Yep. What are they? You remember? Um, uh, two. Um, was um. Uh... There's one with uh, Lon Chaney Jr. and um, I think this is the Ghost of Frankenstein. Nope. I think you've got your your uh, your years are mixed up, Brandon. You're You're mixed up the years because I, I know what you did. Um, so I, I mean, and I might have worded this backwards. So I mean, uh, 
1910 Frankenstein comes out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there any more Frankenstein movies made before before 1931? Oh. Yeah. I want to say yeah. You would be correct. I, I did look this up. Yeah, I want to say yeah. Um, according to what I found, there are two. Is one of them hammers? No. Oh. So, 1915, there was a uh, movie called Life Without a Soul. It is considered to be a lost film. Lost it is. Soul. Yeah. Life Without a Soul. It is a. It is based on Mary Shelley's book. Um, it is 70 minutes long. That's not bad. Yeah. So we'll never see it. Uh, so uh, it was reissued and re-edited, and there was, apparently there was, uh, they edited in documentary footage detailing the reproduction methods of fish. <laughs> so. I don't know if we actually do want to see that, but anyway, just kind of interesting. There's one more, and this one has another uh, debate going on about it for a while. This one is Italian. Italian, I guess. This one is 1921, and this one is called The Monster of Frankenstein. It is, of course, it is a silent film, of course. Um, oh, it is nice. loosely based on Mary Shelley's book. So there has been some debate about whether or not this actually is the first Italian horror movie or not. Really? Um, yes, yeah, so they're just kind of... Back then, they sort of lumped all that stuff, and they used to call it the Cinema Fantastique. Yeah, which of course is a French term for um, the cinematic genre and the literary genre that encompasses science fiction, horror, fantasy, all things like that. So you see where they could say, no, it's not horror, it's it's cinema fantastique. So that was interesting. I don't know. I did do a quick search on YouTube to see if there are any clips because a lot of these we've looked up. There are clips for some of those, uh, not clips for Life Without Soul, um, but clips for this Italian movie. And the first search I did didn't bring anything up, so maybe I'll keep looking. Maybe that's a lost film, also. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. Okay, so um, had you ever heard of Frankenstein, the true story, before? No. Oh, very nice. Um, let us see. We're not telling anyone what it's about. I know they're all chomping at the bit to know what is this Frankenstein movie about. Because as as we are finding out, they're about oh, a thousand Frankenstein not all, movies. Not all about the same thing. No. Oddly enough. So here's the plot synopsis. When a brilliant but unorthodox scientist, Dr. Frankenstein, rejects the artificial man that he has created, the creature escapes and later swears revenge. Okay. 
So that is like the plot of the book, pretty much. And that does happen in the movie. Yeah, it, it does, but I wouldn't say that's what it's about. No. <laughs> no. Wow. You know, sometimes I, I wonder <clears throat> that when people are making movies and screenplays on, you know, books, like, do you do, do you not read, like, read it, read it? Because, I mean, it, it's weird because, like, when we did Dracula, and we read the book, and you see the movies, and some of the movies touch on certain things, but not the full picture or the full book, you know? Yeah, and like we saw this past summer with the uh, last Voyage of the Demeter, you could take bits of the book and make decent movie out of it, and they did a decent job on that. We did a show on that, so... Yeah. Well, you know, I, was yeah, I, I don't know why they can't do that. What you're talking about, I, I, I've always wondered that myself. If you take, um, let's take a look at another book, shorter book. It's a Richard Matheson book. Okay. It's called I Am Legend. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There are, as far as I know, there are three movie versions of I Am Legend. You know, it's like three different names. There are three very different movies. One of them is The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price. The second one is the Omega Man, which That's Charlton, Charlton Heston. Right? Yes, yep. yes. And then, of course, the third one is I Am Legend with Will Smith. None of them really get it right. It's just weird. It's like, of course, I guess they're scared because, oh, my gosh, look at that. Somebody came so, and ripped your bulb out. Yeah, I'm having light issues right now. <laughs> That's all right. It's adding to the atmosphere. Um, I'm going to keep it anyway. off here in a minute. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure uh, people noticed we are having some technical difficulty, but we decided to go ahead with the show anyway. Oh, yeah, because we this. love you guys. Um, and, yeah, we really are excited to bring this stuff to you. Um, so do it, trying to do as many movies, trying to tell the story of the book, and try to see out of the ones we watch which ones we think hit the mark the most. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, Frankenstein is Dracula is Dracula is like a big book with, with all different, um, uh, points of view, uh, all different, you know, parts of the story being told from a different, this one is not this Frank. It seems like this would be easier to make into well, a movie. It's, it's very, it's, it's, it's a little, it's way more straightforward. I mean, you got the, you got the wraparound story where, uh, Frankenstein is telling uh, his story to the ship captain. Um, and you kind of got the whole where the monster tells Frankenstein what he had been doing since yeah. he abandoned him. But I mean, it's pretty straightforward. So I just don't understand what's so difficult about it. Well, the, the thing is, is they mostly focus on, and, and if you read the book, he never say how he creates the monster. And never yeah. display or say that in the book. Yeah. You know, and but you could see if if uh I put a link to the movie in the show, the nineteen ten Frankenstein show, that's the first version, and you can see how much of that movie is devoted to that. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, not a whole lot, quite honestly, really. I mean, it was only I mean, 14 got, minutes. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the movie was really short. I mean, it, compared to the runtime, not a whole lot. I mean, you got the whole monster gets created, but... But I think they only focused on key things, though. Yeah, why. yeah. And then, you know, we jump forward to uh, the uh, 31 Frankenstein. There's kind of a lot devoted to the creation of the monster in that one. And then, you know... Curse of Frankenstein, the same deal. Uh, Frank, this one, Frankenstein, the true story. There's a lot devoted to that. Yeah, I mean, with this, within the the Frankenstein, the true story, I did like uh, they did have his friend Harry in it. Um, certain things that I didn't like um, that they call him doctor and he's not a doctor. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's like his friend Henry was a totally different person from, you know, what you know in the book. It was like basically he was Frankenstein and and yeah. Victor was Henry. That's what it seemed like, you know? Yeah, they they do that sometimes. They're always sometimes there seems to be someone else that Victor latches onto who is already doing the work he is wanting to do. Mm-hmm. He's already doing all the research and the experimentation. And, and you're right. Um, I, I'd i seen a friend of mine years and years ago told me this was his favorite version of Frankenstein. Really? And, you know, I had read about it and seen stills, but I was like, I don't know if I want to, you know, I was going to watch it because just, you know, like we talked about last time, I'm that way. And you are too, aren't you? Yeah, but wow. Yeah. Why would he say that? I, I don't know. He really liked it. This has got some interesting stuff in it for a Frankenstein movie that is different from the rest of the Frankenstein movies. And you got to remember, too, up to 1973, how many versions of the Frankenstein movies have there been? How many versions? Uh, I'm looking up. Oh, I'm going to say yeah. looking up is a ton. Yeah. I mean, even up to that point, there's a whole, whole lot. I mean, just look at. 1972, you got Dracula versus Frankenstein. You got The Curse of Frankenstein. You got Frankenstein 1980. You got Santos versus Frankenstein's daughter. You got Mad, 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 Mad Monsters, all featuring Frankenstein's monster. That's just 1972. Yeah, you got Frankenstein Monster from Hell. And that's a Hammer movie. Yeah, what year year was that? Yeah, I think 1974. Yeah, so I mean, I was just saying that was like one year. How many Frankenstein movies movies featuring the monster in 1972? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Wow. So in there's one a lot. Year? Yeah, that's just one year. Those all those yeah. movies featuring uh, Frankenstein's monster right there. Um, so there's been many, many. I did think it was kind of interesting the way they did it, where the monster was beautiful in the beginning. <laughs> yeah i liked it that too and he he's reversing himself now i th- i figured he was going to reverse himself until he died but uh, it didn't seem like that was going to happen but of course the movie ended before we could see if that was going to happen anyway so that that's kind of interesting take i'm not sure that any other take has done that but um the other problem is with a lot of the Frankenstein movies, mm-hmm. the, the majority of them is the doctor loves his monster. 
Huh? Right? I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of a, a, and not, a mish, the, mishmash. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. but It I was mean, a hate and love relationship. The majority of them, he's really pleased with the monster. And uh, originally, in the, in the very beginning of the 1931 Frankenstein, you remember when he comes to life, he loves his monster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he wants to help his monster, and he is not horrified by his the monster at all. Well, like, like, okay, so um, I rented a book again, and he he and he's right, like you said, you know, he said my beautiful creation, my beautiful monster, and until he opened his eyes, and then his eyes had like this glowy kind of look in his eyes, and it kind of just freaked him out. But yeah, I mean, it couldn't so, be too scared because he went in his bed and went to sleep. Yeah, he just went to sleep. So, I mean, <laughs> was that the moment he realized, oh, I had made a huge mistake by bringing this back to life? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's well, kind of what I always thought. Well, I think like when he did with uh, with his monster was because he put Henry's brain in the monster. Oh, yeah. So in Frankenstein, the true story. Yeah. So let's let's go and see. So, yeah, he goes to school, right? So, at the beginning of this movie, his brother drowns, right? Yes. Which, was um, which triggers his wanting to figure out why do people die? Why do they have to die? And can I use science to keep right. people from dying to cure all disease and illnesses and have people live forever so nobody ever has to die? Yeah. Okay. I think we've all thought that and wondered if we could figure that out. We so, to be immortal. yeah, so we all would want to. So, well, that's not what happens in the book. I mean, I guess it works for the movie. So he goes to the school. And there he meets, as you have said, Henry Clavel, who is not really the Clavel from the book at all. Now, he is played by David McCallum, which I didn't realize this that he was in it. I forgot he was in it. I forgot most of the cast because I hadn't seen it in years. But I remember the first time I watched it, I wasn't that impressed with it. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it's okay. And my friend was like, what do you mean? It's the best version. I'm like, Okay. I mean, you can... I'm glad I saw it. I mean, I'm, I'm never upset that I see a movie unless it's Avatar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank God it's not a book on that. Yeah, but you, then, you know, you, you see a movie, and you see if you like it, and you can kind of see, I mean, this, like we've already pointed out, this did have some interesting ideas and did a little bit different things. But David McCallum recently passed away. Yeah. And that was he, uh, Ducky. Yeah, he is probably best known nowadays for the NCIS show, right? Yeah, that's pretty sad. Um, he's had quite a career. He's done voice work. He uh, voiced uh, Alfred in Batman Gotham Knight. Um, he's done, let's see, I mean, he was in Babylon 5. He was in Sequest. He wait, was in wait, Frankenstein. wait, what? He was? Yeah. Yes, sir. Babylon 5 and Sequest? Yep. He was in Alfred Hitchcock Presents. The 88 wow. version, he was in Matlock, um, Strike Force, King Solomon's Treasure. I mean, he's done a lot. He's been around a yeah, lot. But if he's yeah, most... he did a lot of, definitely, yeah. um, 
um, Babylon Five is my one of my favorite sci-fi shows. Yeah, I mean, there you go. You go from Babylon Five to the Outer Limits. It's in that. Wow. So. I just only guy, found, I just only did NCIS. That's it. Yeah, so I mean, he's got quite a career here. Just looking at everything he's done. I mean, I thought he was good in this movie. He's he's, he's good. Oh yeah, he's good. It 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 it, it sucked that that uh, he was having a a heart. I would say a heart attack. I, I want to say I don't think that what it was, but he was having a heart attack and he dropped that valve down that hole, and you could just see the expression on his face is like, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he lost his medicine. So, um. Yeah, so Frankenstein discovers that Claval is looking and doing experimentation on corpses and trying to reanimate body parts. So this is the thing that got me, and it, it, this was different from all the other, well, all the traditional Frankenstein movies that all do the same thing, but they didn't use electricity. Yeah, they he did not. He used uh, they'd use the potions. They used I mean I, I'm it's not really potions, but you know chemicals. Um, he used the power of the sun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then later on, here appears Mister Polidori, played by the great James Mason, and. I did not like James Mason in this movie. <laughs> it was. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, James Mason, you know, there's another guy who has quite a, you know, quite a great career, well known for a lot of things. Um, yeah, I mean, Jesus, go all the way to the back, go all the way over here. Quite a lot. Uh, 2000 Leagues Under the Sea. Of course, he's Captain Nemo. Nemo. In that movie, um, he was in, he was a narrator in the Telltale Heart. He was in Julius Caesar. He played, uh, you know, the Dang. 1953 Julius Caesar. He played Brutus. Wow, he has a um, big old MR that. Oh yeah, he's been around a lot. I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just his character in this movie, but um, it was just it just kind of. And I don't remember this happening when I first saw it, but okay. you know where excuse me where uh, he is Frank Victor Frankenstein is working with Claval to uh, figure out the secret of life reanimating corpses and bringing people back to life they find out that Polidori is actually doing the same thing but he's doing it differently um, Claval finds out that the process is reversing itself but he dies before he can tell Victor so Victor goes ahead and Reanimates the corpse. Well, 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 what is brain? But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He took Claval's brain out. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know why they choose to do this, but I guess they do this in all the Frankenstein movies. The brain they put in doesn't seem to ever remember where it was from. And see, that was my that was my problem because I thought that. Since he's putting in Henry's brain, that he will kind of, you know, you know, hey, what did you do to me type thing, you know? Yeah, so one of the Universal Frankenstein movies, 
I believe they succeeded in putting Igor's brain into the monster. Oh, really? Yeah, and Igor remembers who he is. Um, and you know, we might get to those later. Those are in the, a couple of the later Frankenstein movies. So we might do that and figure out exactly what that was. Just like we did with Dracula, we continued to do uh, like two or three more Dracula movies after we were done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Ones that were not telling the story of the book. Well, you but, know, also uh, too. But I... later on when he got hypnotized, because that was Polydori's thing, he was like a hypnotist and could hypnotize you. That was retarded. Yeah, I mean, he could just, he had something in his hand and his hands didn't work. But he had something in his hand that would just hypnotize <coughs> you. Well, you know and... why his hands didn't work, right? I don't remember. Because he didn't have any. He burned them off somehow, right? Yeah, one had... was cut. One was cut off, and then one was like all skeleton. All yeah, like... yeah. Um, which like, usually it's like, oh, that's cool. But I mean, I I just was like, I don't know. I just thought that his character wasn't good. He, he well, I don't think he was written that well. Um, I don't but... think I don't, it, it could have did without him. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Now, he hypnotizes the monster, and he does bring out Claval's voice. He does say something, because he calls Polydori, he calls him Polydolly. Yeah, Polydolly, Polydolly. And when he calls him Polydolly, he uh, knows, oh, yeah, that is Claval. Look what he did to you. Now, <laughs> the monster is played by, uh, I don't know if I've seen that much with this guy, Michael Sharzen. Cezanne? I'm not, I'm butchering his name, probably. Um, I've seen him in some, like, British TV series. I haven't seen him in any, like, uh, Yeah, he's got... Things. So I mean, he was in Fear.com. I saw that for some reason. That was... You watch Fear.com? I'm so sorry. Yeah, it wasn't a very good movie. No. Um, he was in Earth of Final Conflict. He's in La Femme Nikita. He was there in the... There go. Yeah, now, now he, Earth he Final Conflict. In, I said Gene Ryanberg. There we go. Yeah, so he was in... Um, uh, two episodes of The Outer Limits that ran in the late 90s. Um, he was in the Poltergeist Legacy TV show. You go into the Kung Fu, Legend Continued, Ray Bradbury Theater. He was in that, and you keep going down. And, you know, there's a lot. He, he's got a pretty good, I mean, he was in the Virginian <laughs> TV show. Well, you know Tom Baker um, was in this, too. Oh, yeah, Tom Baker, the uh, best Doctor Who. Doctor Who um, and you know what? I I should uh, I don't know, should do I have to qualify that now? Because the best Doctor Who of the original run. What? Who who's better? John Pertwee? Okay, I'll accept John Pertwee's better, but he's not. It's not. It's Tom Baker. Who, who's better than Tom Baker? You gave me a look, Brandon, like I was nuts when I said Tom Baker was the best of the original run. You could go a step further, and and I'm saying that because the only one of the new run that I've seen, oh my gosh, his name is the first guy. What is his name? Oh, oh Chris, Christopher Atkinson. Yeah, he is the only one of the new run that I've seen, and I've heard some so, good things. So you never seen David Tenney? I've Dr. never Hill? seen David Tennant. No, that's that's. I put like this: David Tenney is one of one of the top Doctor Who's that I would say. So would you say he's the best of the new run? Because he's, I'm sorry, he's not better than Tom Baker. Oh, yes, he is the best of the new run because they even brought him back for the um, the uh, 60th anniversary. They brought him back. Well, of course they would, yeah. But, because uh, he's the best Doctor Who. But uh, he will be number wait, one. Wait, 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 wait. 
Are you saying that he's better than Tom Baker? Because that's not no. You possible. said the new run. I was giving for a new run. Well, I was kind of being nice because I haven't seen any of the new run, but oh, see, see, you need to watch them now since you, you're wanting to do that. Okay, oh, there's no way any of those guys are better than Tom Baker. Um, David Tanian is no. Yeah, and, and I've seen. Uh, I haven't seen every episode, but I've seen a whole lot of episodes of the original run of all of the doctors all the way up. To, well, uh, I'm a, I'm a McCoy. Fanatic, so I, I kind of know all the doctors. So, so you've seen episodes with all of I've them. I've seen the very first doctor from the 60s all the way up. Well, then you know that he's Tom Baker's the Tom best. Tom Baker of all was of them. a great doctor. I'm not not going to. Tom Baker Tom. is a great doctor. He is a great doctor. He is a great. He portrayed Doctor Who very, very the great. Best. Very, very great, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why a majority of majority of the newer doctors kind of imitate him Tom more than Baker. they imitate any other older doctors yet. Because he's the best. He he was the first original best doctor. Yeah, and he's the best. <laughs> and here we go. We went on a Doctor Who tangent on the Frankenstein show. <laughs> And that is only because we have to note this. That's only because a doctor was in it. Yes, even though he wasn't a doctor. Yeah, he was a ship captain in this movie, and he yes, wasn't he in was. it. That, he wasn't <laughs> in it. Not in it that long, but you know. And he was there. They put him there. So, why did we start talking about him? <laughs> uh, I just mentioned his oh, name. Oh, just because <laughs> we're talking about the cast. It's got a. I mean, it's got a pretty good cast. It's got. Yeah, it's a great cast. You know, we've named a few people. Jane Seymour is in it. Also, she plays uh, Agatha. We have. Uh, I mean, she also plays somebody other than Agatha, but. And that was a disappointment. So Ralph Richardson is in it. Now, one thing I. I John I, Gilgood is in it. Who? John oh, yeah, Gilgood. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Agnes Moorhead is in it. I'm trying to think. Um, and Leonard Whiting is in it, who uh, is probably best known for the Romeo and Juliet. Oh, well, see, was it Jane Seymour? Yeah, Jane Seymour's in it. She she plays like what Agatha? She, she and, plays Agatha. And now, um. I did like Leonard Whiting as Victor Frankenstein quite a bit. Yeah, no, he was good. And I, because I was thinking about this, because we did this for Dracula. At the end of this whole run that we're doing, are we going to then cast our dream cast for the best Frankenstein ever? Do we do we want to do that? Uh, yeah. All right, because so I, I far, I mean, so far, uh. Leonard Whiting is is up there. Yeah, he was a great Frankenstein. Because you can tell, you can see, you can see it from and it, it kills me because they have him like oh preppy and happy. And then you start to see his demise when he's freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, he he's gets confused. Yeah, so the monster, you know, like we said, he starts out beautiful, and uh, he looks at him. The doctor looks at him and goes, you are gorgeous. You are beautiful. 
He's like, you're going to teach us everything that we should be knowing. Because he's like, figures he's like the new Adam, right? Something like yeah. that. And then when he discovers that he is not going to stay that way, he gets really sad. And he cries, lets it all out. The monster catches him crying. Of course, he doesn't tell him why he's crying. I mean, I don't know what he's what he supposed to say to him. He's still like a child. Because right. he took him to... Um, a concert? Yeah, it took him to like a Figaro. opera or something like that. Figaro. Figaro. Figaro, Victor. Figaro. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he how he discovers he he uh, goes back to the laboratory and he finds the arm. So there was a severed arm that Clerval was keeping alive. Mm-hmm. And that arm started to deteriorate, and Clerval locked that arm in a cabinet, and it got out. And Victor saw it and goes, "Oh crap!" It's reversing. And that's when he notices his guy is reversed. Then he totally rejects the monster. Right? That now mm-hmm. he's the monster, and he totally rejects him, and he does what he does in the book. Oh. Well, okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so that part. Well, it, we need to get to the bride part. Yeah, we we're going right there right now. So, I mean, that's when you have Polydori show up and totally flips, and he's a total evil genius for some reason. And I'm like, I don't know if I. I guess I have a hard time seeing James Mason play somebody like that, even though Nemo's a nutball. So. Oh, he's a uh, he's a nice nutball though. Uh, he's not very nice. <laughs> in this, well, but... in Nemo, he was. Well, yeah, that one. I mean, that's why I, I'm coming back to maybe I just didn't like the way Clerval was uh, not Clerval, Folly uh, Dory was written. That's got to be it. I just it's like man, I usually like James Mason, but I don't like him in this. So either I'm gonna go with the characters badly written. What what about you, Brandon? Am I off on that? Was was Polidori better than I think? Uh, or no? What, it, what's it your was, take? On it that? was it was need, he was not needed in the movie. Like, that was okay, my so whole you thing. you would totally take him all out. Where yeah, would like, you, it, it was no you, purpose. So if you have James Mason attached, where would you put him if you take out the Polidori character? Um, I will put him. Um. The sea captain. Well, so you want to take out the best Doctor Who and typecast James Mason just because he played Captain Nemo? Hey, you know, sometimes typecasting works. You know? I would put, I would put him as uh, Victor's father. I was going to say that, but his his father didn't have the much, no, not that much roles in it. Not really, but you know, James. He's got that right amount of umph to uh, deliver that. <laughs> yeah, my, you know? Okay. He's got that right amount of screen presence. Uh, what uh, gravitas? Is that the right or you word? Played, or you could have played the uh, the police officer, the constable. You could have played the constable. That is true. The constable uh, took turned off your lights. It's all right. We're having fun here, folks. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. you're right he could have done that let's get to the bride stuff so 
Yeah. Uh, you go. So the monster runs off, and he goes, and he sees Lacey. Lacey is the uh, man, blind man who plays a fiddle, and he is played by Ralph Richardson, who is better known as God <laughs> from Time Bandits, or better known as the Wizard <coughs> from Dragon Slayer. Or better known as a Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> or the Vault of Horror. I can't remember which one. <laughs> but, uh, so Agatha is there, right? Mm-hmm. Agatha well, gets well, killed, right? Well, What happens? Tell us what happens. Well, he took her from... So he killed, he killed the, the boyfriend or husband. He killed him. And then he leaves the old man in there, but I think she passes out or something happens with her, but he ended up taking her head. Because he had her head. Wait, I thought he took her whole body. No, he picked up her whole body. But when he went to Dr. Paladoy, he only had her head. All right, so the monster rips her head off twice. Yes, basically, yes. Once on screen and once off screen. Yeah, because he he came with a jar, and it had her head in it. Oh, that's right. Oh <laughs> man. So <laughs> then Victor and Polly Dory put this woman back together, and they're all like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> she's a beautiful. She's a she's the greatest. We're gonna name her Prima." I don't remember why. Why did they name her Prima? I forgot. Because she's a prima donna. Yeah, she was. <laughs> and Polidori just kind of worms his way into their life, uh, the Victor's families and um, Elizabeth, and he wants them to teach Prima. You know, it's, this is pretty much the My Fair Lady segment of the movie. Well, he wanted to use her as a puppet to get all these rich people or reach bachelors and yeah some of them yeah but they they had to teach her uh how to be a lady and introduce mm. her into society so she could be married by the richest uh nutball there and yep. that doesn't work because once she goes to the ball this is the most important scene in the whole movie right yeah it's the most funniest scene in the whole movie, to be honest. This is where the monster shows up, and he's all... He's You're all right. deteriorated, and he wanted to have her, but they've been... Polydori's even treating the creature badly. Of course. So he... he, he, uh, he that's when he, he rips her head off, right? Yeah. Well, it was so funny because she started hissing at him, like, you know, classic bride but see that's not even that that don't even happen in the book no none of none of this happens no exactly and then he rips her head off he doesn't rip her head off in the book does he no uh frankenstein does frankenstein yeah but but the creature doesn't rip her so he rips her head off does he leave with the head and drop kick it and hey he threw it yeah that's right yeah i just realized that yeah he threw the head yeah so (laughs) All right, so is this 
where the pursuit begins, or we go to the ship next, right? Uh, yes. This is yes. Yeah. So yes. all of that's yep. deteriorated, and Victor decides that we need to go start a new life in the new world. And and as on, board, on her private family ship. Yeah. So um, what his father booked that ship, or her father, right? Because yeah, it was yeah, her it was weird because every everything was backwards because Victor's dad was gone, right? Yep. And it was her father, and he was adopted by. It was all backwards, but. Oh well, uh, so that's a private ship book for them. Like Dracula all over again. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So Polidori somehow is on that ship with his Asian uh, servant, right? I know one died. One of them died, and he had one Asian servant because they did try to kill the monster, and Victor decides he can't kill the monster. He wanted to kill the monster, but he couldn't do it. So there was a whole, that whole scene in there. But, of course, the monster's on the ship, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they stowed do, away in one of the lifeboats. Yeah, they do kill Polidori on the boat, right? Well, um, was it, is it Elizabeth? Is that her name? They call her Elizabeth. I believe her name's Elizabeth in this movie. You never know if they change I'm that. looking through the cast. I don't see Elizabeth on here. Let me see. Yes, that is uh, Elizabeth, yes. Nicola Paget plays Elizabeth. Where do you see that at? I don't even see that. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I yeah, see screw it. Up. I see it. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she now she set up Dr. Uh, Polidori to get killed by the monster by locking him in a room. Yeah, because she knew he would do it. And he does. Yeah. Now there well, he didn't do it right away because Victor ended up saving him. And yeah. he ends up pulling uh, Dr. Polidori outside. He's like, I'm afraid of lightning. I'm scared. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. That was just, he's just a badly written character. But, and uh, then he just pulled him all the way up to the main staff and then let him die, right? Yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah, but um, didn't Victor tell the people on the boat, like, but he's not going to kill you guys. He wants him. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to, I believe, I believe this is the first time in all the years they've been making Frankenstein movies up to 1973 that this is in any of the movies. And that is the Arctic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whoa! Yeah, you say Arctic. So that is the first. Uh, now, what happens in the Arctic stuff? Can you give us a rundown of that? Yeah, so in the Arctic, so he he was steering the ship north. So he wanted to go north, and he plotted it on the map. And why he did that? Remember, he kills Elizabeth, and she's with child. So she kills he kills Elizabeth while Victor's passed out. When Victor wakes up, it's like everything's frozen. He comes out the ship. He sees people are gone. He just see all the snow everywhere, and then he sees his lovely dead wife already covered in ice. And then he started walking over through the Arctic, and he finds the creature in a cave. They yell. They're talking. He screams. Figaro! And then he creates an avalanche. 
And the only thing the creature can say, good job, Victor. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Was, like, what? They're frozen forever. Yeah. And then when I was stock footage of glaciers crashing yeah. and falling, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. Now, um, that and was I, didn't, I, I didn't know this until we were watching this, but there's like two, maybe three cuts of this movie. And you watched like a two hour cut? Yes, I watched the hour and 55 minute cut. And I think I watched a three hour cut. Which I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, yeah, and this was a uh, TV uh, show, a uh, TV miniseries that uh, started off over two nights. And. What? Well, you right. know, even uh, uh, the Wikipedia on here. Yeah, I just looked it up. It says the runtime was 182 minutes. Yep. So uh, I guess I had missed what 30 something minutes of it. Yeah, you missed a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I found something that says it. It originally it was aired in two parts. That was two hours long, but. As you and I know, there were commercials. Yes. Well, just, mine just, wasn't, but yeah. Well, what I mean is when it originally aired, it had commercials. So if it's got a two-hour running time, it's got maybe 30 minutes of commercials. Yeah. At that time. Commercials I mean, like five minutes. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure I, I, if you cut it all down there. Um, and then, so that would make it three hours. That would make it. 90 minutes a night without commercials. So the one I watched is on YouTube and it's a three hour cut and it didn't have any commercials in it. Now I got to say this again. Remember when we're talking about commercials, we're talking about when it first aired Yeah, like commercials on commercials. television. Uh, so I think it's just my estimate. I, th I think that the commercials would add up to about 30 minutes. So I I don't think there is a four hour cut. I think that uh, what I'm finding is not editing out the the commercials. Mm. Um. So you tried to watch the three hour cut, or did you get through it, or or no? Because when I watched it, it was just it was still the same thing. Okay. So now, like the the first yeah. beginning of it coming on, it was the same thing. Now I do probably think they cut the part I think they cut out a part when he went um, to town and the guy got his arm injured and when he first met Harry Cavill oh okay I think they had cut something out before that happened okay and I think that's the part that I might have missed okay um, so now, now what did you just watch it on what what did you watch it on I watched it on a Prime Video. Okay, and your cut was one one hour and fifty five minutes. All right, so I mean, if you already have Prime, check it out there. It is on YouTube in three hour version. Uh, as far as I can tell, that is the original version, but it doesn't sound like it matters. So, <laughs> um, the other thing is the writers of this, they were not happy with the script with how it turned out. So there, there is a tie-in novel. Did you read about that? There's a tie-in novel to that? 
Yeah, they they uh, published their original script as a tie-in novel, so that's kind of neat. No. I remember. Uh, you don't think that's neat? No. They could have kept that. What? What? <laughs> I don't know if their original script would be better than what turns out. I, I don't. I don't know. They, I mean, if you. Uh, why would you do a tie-in novel to a movie that the novel that you're doing a movie of is not even fitting the novel that you're doing the movie? Of, you know? Well, I mean, I, I hear you in that respect, but the novel is a novelization of their screenplay. It's not. <laughs> I understand. It's not. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe it should just be the original script that was published. But from what I understand, it was a a tie-in novel. Um. And from what I found, there's not a whole lot different in it, but uh, there there is some subtle differences, and I don't think that would make it closer to the original book anyway. So just, you know, for you people that want to find that and read that, um, there you go. There you have that. Um, is there anything we missed about this one, Brandon? Um. Oh, then he brought he brought a bug to life, and they turned evil. Yeah, he brought a bug to life, and it turned evil. That's right. That, that is was, right. That was really. That's right. Like the butterfly started to attack Elizabeth. That was the funny part. Butterfly <laughs> is evil too. That was a weird. That that really was a bizarre thing because she was just. He could have written that off as some kind of little magic trick, but she was straight up. That's as pure evil. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Unadulterated evil. Like, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, so uh, would you recommend this? I will recommend uh, <clears throat> for people who are um, researching uh, Frankenstein uh, movies. Oh, this would be a movie that you want to sit down and watch and um, and enjoy it. I didn't, but you might. Uh, okay, so you didn't like it that much either, huh? I, no. I didn't. I didn't like it that much either. So um, this, I, I in your mind, doesn't follow the book very well, except for the main basic beats. Kinda. I mean, kinda. Okay. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, the, I think the production value in this is pretty good. It is a TV movie, and yeah. I, I think the production value in it is pretty good. Um, for the most part, I did like the music, and I did find out that the score was done by, um, Gil Milley. I may be saying his name wrong, but he did uh, also score Colchak the Night Stalker TV series. Oh, nice! So that was pretty good. Um, yeah, for the like most nice part, stuff. for the most part, I did like the cast. Um, I did not like James Mason's character. <laughs> I have to keep saying I, I do like James Mason, and but I do not like his character in this version. And no, to my friend, when he watches this, this is not the best version of Frankenstein. So I, I think he was. He was tired, and he watched it. And you, know, you can you can be disappointed. By he, that. he was just tired. He, he but, was like, uh, oh, you know, this might be a good movie. Let me just sit and watch it. Oh, it is. Yeah. 
Hey, I'm going to say this. If you're tired and you watch this, you're going to go to sleep. That is so true. You are going to go to sleep. There's, I mean, but you know what, though, Brandon? If I did not know that this was a TV movie, I would have thought that this was a theatrical released movie. Well, see, I didn't know it was a TV movie until I had to go look it up. Okay, okay. So did you watch it before you found that out, or did you find that out before you watched it? No, I want, I found out after I watched it. Well, I found out because when you said you want, it was three hours, and I'm like, well, mine said only an hour and some minutes, and I'm like, what? And then finding out that it was like this, that, and then you yeah. tell me about it was a TV movie, and I'm like, well, that's now, when, a lot. Now, let me ask you this. When you watched it, did you, uh, was there anything in it that while you're watching it going, gee whiz, this must have been a TV movie? No. Okay. Sometimes, no. you know, you can tell that it's a TV movie. Sometimes it's like, this is for made for TV. And it's like, yeah, it was just, you know, because I'm thinking of it was, it was it a low budget, you know, movie. So, you know, some low budget movies kind of look like a TV movie. Yeah. I think we, yeah. we did a movie, and I thought it was a TV movie, and you said, no, it was an actual movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that is, oh, that shit just went to TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, the production values are good for this. They make it look good. All the money's on screen. So it doesn't, doesn't look bad at all. Um, go ahead and check it out for yourself. As always, uh, we believe you should watch something for yourself and form your own opinion. Okay, so this is a lot of fun. Second Frankenstein movie down. Second October show down. Uh, we got yeah, a lot more uh, Frankenstein to cover, uh, Brandon. So if people like what we're doing, what should they do? They should like, subscribe, and also follow us on Spotify and iTunes. All right. All right oh, and hit the notification bell. See, I can say it this time. You can say oh, it's It's because the lights are on this time. Yeah, I had to turn the lights on. <laughs> bell went ding so all right we will uh talk to you all next time later guys